So first I wanna start out by saying Happy Easter. And yes, I know it seems like it has been 15 weeks since Easter already, and yet here we are still in it. Easter as a church season is 50 days long. It doesn't actually end until Pentecost, which this year is on May 31st. That feels really far away right now still. And yet, I kind of say thank goodness because we need these 50 days to let the reality of what happened at that empty tomb sink in. Maybe more this year than ever before, actually. I've said this already, but it bears repeating. This is an Easter season that feels a little more true to the first Easter season than maybe previous years. And today's story finds us interacting with a different set of disciples than last week. Last week, if you remember, we found the disciples hiding in that locked upper room. And this week we find ourselves back in time linearly just a little bit. It's Easter evening in today's gospel story. Two followers of Jesus, maybe not in the original 12, but still disciples just the same, are walking to Emmaus from Jerusalem. Now, you all know how Pastor Chad and I feel about details, how they matter, particularly in stories like this one. So I want to just take some time here for a focus on these details. They are walking on Easter Day, the day they have heard Jesus had been resurrected, and they are trying to just process what they have heard. I get this, no surprise to many of you. I'm a verbal processor. Taking a long walk and talking it out is kind of my jam, so I like these guys and what they are doing. And what a walk this is. This is seven miles from Jerusalem to Emmaus. So if they're at a good clip, a pretty good walking clip, it's still about two to two and a half hours. That's no stroll around the neighborhood loop. That is a walk. It's a hike. And as they are walking, a stranger shows up and walks with them. What are you talking about? He says. And they just look at him like, what? Are you the only one who doesn't know what's happening? It would be like someone coming up to you today at an appropriate six-foot distance and saying, what's COVID-19? You'd understandably be a little gobsmacked, right? So they tell him about Jesus, about what happened in Jerusalem the past few days. And then they say what I think are the most real and painful and raw, beautiful words in all of Luke's gospel. We had hoped. Oh, how these words land differently these days. They have always been, for me, hard and holy words. But in this time of ours, they feel more. We had hoped he'd be the Messiah, they said. Don't we feel these three words? We had hoped. We had hoped this virus wouldn't take hold here. We had hoped no one we knew would get sick. We had hoped no one would die. We had hoped we would be worshiping together in this space by now. We had hoped we'd be able to finish the school year in physical and not online classrooms. We had hoped. You need only to fill in your own blank there. We all have a word or phrase or something with which we could complete 
that sentence. We had hoped. And they continue. They say, you know, the women told us he was risen, but, you know, that doesn't quite seem like it's true, so we're just headed home and we're trying to process. And Jesus says, okay, let me tell it to you again. And he tells them all the things about himself that they already know, that they have heard before, but never in this moment, in this scenario, with these feelings. A detail that Katie asked us to pay attention for is that they don't know it's Jesus walking with them. So far, all they know is this is just a guy who's been living under a rock, apparently, and this guy calls them fools and then starts teaching them all kinds of things from Scripture. And when I first read this, I was like, I mean, back off a little, Jesus, right? Sometimes, in a moment like this, I don't want someone to teach me. Sometimes I just want to talk through what I'm thinking and feeling, and I don't need anyone to pull out the perfect Bible verse to make it better. Hearing that God is with us isn't always helpful in that moment. But this guy, this stranger, he stays with them. He walks the whole way. The two-hour walk, no small thing. He just stays with them. And yes, he talks, but he tells them things they already know while doing the things he's saying. He doesn't just say God is with you. He is with them. And yes, I know, they don't know it's Jesus, but they will. And I want to stick in this moment for just a sec because I think this is where we are currently residing as people. We are walking this grief road, this road to Emmaus, where we don't know what is going to happen next and we're just trying to process things as they happen, where we are struggling with so many things causing so many different kinds of grief. Job loss, friend loss, family loss, a loss of independence, loss of health, loss of hugs, loss of so many things that we took for granted. And right now, for many of this, walking on this grief road, we are not ready for a word about God. We're just not there yet. We don't even see God walking with us. That's right where many of us find ourselves on this day. So I want to take a minute and sit here and be here right where we are. So I want everyone to pause with me. Close your eyes and take a deep breath. It's okay that this is where we are. It's okay that you are walking this road and trying to process what is happening in your world and in the world. It's okay if you don't see God walking with you right now. It's okay. Okay. But the story in today's gospel continues. Even if we don't or cannot right now, the story does. After that seven-mile hike, 
The disciples arrive at their destination and Jesus, who they still don't know is Jesus, walks ahead as if he were going on. And so they ask him, still not knowing it's Jesus, to stay. Think for a moment about this kind of hospitality and what it means to welcome a stranger. Maybe even more apparent right now because we can't do many of these things, right? We can't travel. We can't let a stranger just join us on our walk. We can't even let someone not from our household join us on our walk or certainly not invite them inside our house for dinner. But even in non-COVID times, we have been taught that strangers aren't safe. They aren't okay. And we certainly would not invite them into our house in the evening. But this moment is not out of the ordinary in first century Jerusalem. The communities in and around this area regularly practice this kind of hospitality. They welcome people, not just into their community, but into their homes. I think it's so important to note again that they did this when they didn't know it was Jesus. And in this invitation, they share a meal together. It was, as Luke notes, evening, and they had just traveled this long way, so it makes sense that they would come and share a meal together. And it is in this moment where Jesus is made known. In the breaking of the bread. And maybe more importantly for us today, on this day, in the breaking of the bread in their homes. Not in the long walk, not in the explanation of scripture, not in their sadness or their grief, but in their home. I find this profoundly hopeful on this day. It is only then that they realize it was Jesus that was with them a resurrected Jesus, and that changes everything. They run back the seven miles, by the way, it's a 14-mile day, if you're keeping track at home, to tell the other disciples what had happened. They run back, and as they are running back, they say to each other, oh my gosh, weren't our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us? I love this moment. It's funny, and hindsight is everything. It is only when we look back that we can see differently. They walked with Jesus for two hours and did not recognize him. And I always wonder, how? Was he in a disguise? Did they just not expect him? Were they not looking for him? Were they so covered by their cloud of grief or confusion or just trying to survive that day that they couldn't see him at all? We don't know. But now, now they know. And now they can look back and say, oh, that was God. That's something that I felt but couldn't name. That was God. Again, there's so much hope here. If you are on the Emmaus Road right now, that road of grief or struggle or fear or loss, I know, I know it is not helpful to hear God is with you. Or, you know what? It's going to make sense later. It might never make sense. This might never make sense. 
but I promise you will look back and you will see God was with you, that God didn't tell you to walk faster or pop out of somewhere and say, it's me, I'm here, but just walked with you right where you are, trying to process what's happening. So this morning, no matter where we find ourselves, physically or emotionally, Jesus meets us there. And as we gather around our tables and the altars in our home, and we break our bread or crackers or cookies, and we share them with this community gathered together, but apart, Jesus shows up there too. I've said this week after week, but just because we don't understand how God shows up around our tables doesn't mean God's not there. We hear promises throughout scripture that we're two or more are gathered in God's name, there God will be as well. This sacrament, which we are about to share with each other, is one of the places where we trust God always shows up, physically shows up in things we can touch and taste and see and share with each other. And then even just for a moment, just for that moment, our eyes are opened and we recognize God right there with us. And our hearts too will burn within us saying, this is God, this is God. And that's enough for today. Amen. So a reminder, Easter is 50 days and thank goodness. So if you need it today, if you are still finding yourself walking on that Emmaus road, it's okay. You are where you are and we are all okay with where we are. And know that the good news in today's gospel is that God meets us and shows up wherever we are, whatever road we are on, and whether we can see God there or not. So I do hope that as you experienced communion this morning, you felt a moment that you maybe couldn't name or didn't know what it was. And I'm here to tell you that's God. And I hope you continue to have moments where you think maybe that's God throughout these next days and weeks. That God continues to be made known in your homes, in the breaking of the bread, and in community with each other. So do we stay in, but we still stay in peace to love and serve the Lord.